This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey everyone, this is Paige Rutledge. You're listening to Tobin Tonight. The, the first real question I have to ask you is, and it's very interesting because a lot of acts we have on, especially the country musicians that yeah. we have on from Canada, Shania plays a big factor. Oh, mm-hmm. Shania Twain, Carrie Underwood, oh my Dolly God. Parton. All those three were like, yeah. like when I was doing a little bit of research, I said, wow, like I, I'm not like putting it in a mean way, but I'm like, you tell me, like, why wouldn't they be? Like, you know. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like true. when someone says you grew up in Newfoundland, they're less they're like, so like your last name is this or this or this. You're like, I yeah, I guess. So when someone <laughs> says, like, hey, you like Shania Twain, Dolly Parton, I'm like, she's in country music. Were we okay? Yeah. yeah. Like, but yeah. <laughs> explain that a little bit more further. Like, explain that to me of where you got the interest. Cause like again, from my perspective, they're all three different generations. It's like totally. Dolly, Shania, yeah. and then Carrie. So mm-hmm. It was interesting because I think you said doing some kind of background, it was at age nine, of course, not exactly the, not the, the most happiest moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not the most happiest moment where you want to learn that, hey, I can do this as a singing career. But like, yeah. you know, your, your grandfather, I believe, passed away, did, sang yeah. at the funeral. Yeah, and that's then correct. that's when you kind of said, hey, I can do this. But like, yeah. tell me, take me through that process of first, like how these people became idols to you yeah. and then discovering... Okay, I can do this as a career. I love it. That's a great question. Oh my gosh, I'm actually so excited to talk about this. <laughs> I love this. Those are yeah, my three just complete idols. And you're right, it is interesting. And I never thought about that, but they are the three different kind yeah. of generations. So Shania has forever and always, no pun intended there. I just realized I used her song <laughs> title. Not to I sound know. like a broken record. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, this is great. But so Shania Twain, my grandpa and I lots like a lot of my life, like a lot of my childhood does go back to him just because I spent so much time with him. Both of my parents, my dad's a hockey coach. My mom's a figure skating coach. So they were always in the arenas in the evening or like afternoons into the evening. So my brother and I would go to my grandparents' house and my grandpa might have been a bigger Shania Twain fan than I am. So I really actually... It, funny to say, but I had no choice. I was listening to her. There was no debate. It was, we are listening to Shania Twain. But she was my first concert too when I was like four or five, so young, because I just loved her so much. And I used to cry a lot as a baby, like a lot. I was one of those crying kids. And my mom and dad would put on Shania Twain. And all of a sudden I was happy again because I'm like, oh, I love this music. So Shania's just kind of always been there. Like my earliest memories go back to singing Shania Twain songs. And I do. I mean, I don't remember, but I do remember the concert. I remember like loving every second of just watching what she was doing. And I've seen her a few times live since then. And she's just, what's just super inspiring for me too about Shania Twain is the fact that she is Canadian. And I think as a woman in the Canadian country scene specifically is she is that perfect role model to look up to. Cause if anybody can do it, Shania has done it. So she's just broken boundaries for all of our, all of us Canadian artists. 
Dolly Parton kind of came a little bit later to me. I always listened to Dolly as well, but I didn't really start loving Dolly or appreciating Dolly to her full value until I started learning how to write my own songs. So I actually started kind of was interested in songwriting pretty young. As soon as I started taking singing lessons, I didn't want to learn how to sing. I just wanted to learn how to write songs. I kept asking my vocal teacher and he's like, we have to learn to sing. And I was like, I just want to write songs. I I have all these things I want to say. It's me to write. Like singing will come later. Yeah, exactly. And they were like the worst songs ever, but it's fine. You learn from 10 years old. But that's how I gained my appreciation for Dolly Parton is my vocal teacher at the time was like, you need to listen to Dolly. Like if you want to be a good songwriter, you're going to listen to Dolly Parton. Like she is the best storyteller for what you want to do. And I was like, okay. And then I immediately fell in love with Dolly because she's just so sparkly and I love sparkly things, but I also think she's just like a badass and the perfect combination of badass and sparkle. And I was like, sold. I love her. And then Carrie, Oh my God. Can she ever sing? Like that's what it was for me. I remember watching her on American Idol and just being like, I want to sing like Carrie Underwood one day so they kind of all have like different spots of how they inspire yeah. me and i love them they're still my three favorites to this exact day well it's it's kind of funny because like when you're talking about of course like how you got into shania dolly and carrie like my kind of relationship to it was i think i was maybe i'll say maybe nine or ten of course when you start to really get like of course you're always gonna listen yeah. to radio or tv but like i remember watching shania and I used to sit down watching like the CMT top 20. Yeah. And it was, it was like, it was a big deal here because in the East coast, the Anna sisters would be coming on. And like, that was like right. our representation. Yes. And we were like, Oh, like they're in between. Like, it's fine to think about it now as a kid. You're just like, great. It's just another artist. that's from here. Totally. But when you look at it years later, I'm like, Holy, like, Holy shit. Like they're in between Garth Brooks and Tim McGraw or, De- just, or like the, the yeah. chick. And you're like, and you're from Newfoundland. I guess it's kind of a positive and a negative way of looking at it. But like Shania to me was like, okay, Shania Twain, like she's a great singer. I don't care if she's Canadian. She could be from like (laughs) Minnesota, but then to make it more Canadian, you're like, okay, look at our population. Look how hard it is to make it. And then we're like, there are artists out there from the U S UK, wherever. And they're not only country artists. There's like pop artists. Like Halsey was doing a music uh, or music. I can't remember what video it was, but she wore, the leopard kind of uh, yes. wardrobe and she was like inspired by Shania and I'm Shania. like who's Halsey <laughs> yeah Shania just has this like and that's I kind of remember like growing up the same way because Shania Twain was just such a common thing in the house like always listening yeah. to Shania and it wasn't until I was old enough and really kind of getting into this career and trying to figure it out that I'm like she has made such an impact on the genre like not even the genre I guess like as a pop culture Shania Twain has made such an impact. And that's really cool from a small town in Ontario. Like, we love you, Shania. Okay. Yeah, it's like, it's like from, if someone was like, because most times you'll see acts from like Toronto or Vancouver, like Timmins. You're like, I know. Okay. But tell me where that, like before Shania, tell me where that wasn't on a map. Like, that's almost like when you quiz people on their Canadianness, where it's like, (laughs) oh, yeah, where's Timmins? It's like main person from Timmins after like Shania. I'm like, and who else? And they're like, I'm out. And I'm like, They'll be like, what about you? Can you name three people? I'm like, Shania and Shania, Shania and Shania. And like, Where you? like, come on. But yeah, I, I do think it was interesting when you said about writing, how you went back to Dolly Parton, because I, I mean, I'm not going to come out here like the host and be like, oh, I know everything about Dolly Parton. I don't. Right. But in my aspect, 
I wonder if it's a fair comparison because to me, we had Jason Blaine on and we were talking about like, um, you know, oh. writing music. And there's a few like Tebe even that came on that talked oh, about how they were writers. Yeah, like Being writers first. Artists. Yeah. And like in my mind, I'm wondering, I think in Jason's one, he said about Garth Brooks and like when you hear like the Thunder Rolls, some of those songs, and they're like really metaphorical. As a kid, you love the music. As you get older, you're totally. like, like, damn, that's deep. Yeah. <laughs> that's really, but like, <laughs> do you think in fairness, that's kind of like what Dolly Parton would be? Like just the way that she writes or some of the meaning behind the songs because again nine to five classic song but for classic. me it's just like, okay it's it's pretty simplistic but then there's islands and the, i think it's like islands in the stream oh my god yeah with Kenny and like that one, yeah and like that one's a little bit like okay there's a little bit more of a deeper meaning here so i feel like it's a fair comparison i, I wonder i, I don't expect, i would agree yeah. no yeah. i would totally agree with that completely yeah, yeah. I want want, like Garth Brooks people or Dolly Parton like midway through this interview be like, actually, no. I'd be like, I only said what I said. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I love them both. But yeah, no, I would definitely agree with that. When I was, I didn't get it. Like, you don't get it when you're that young being told to listen to Dolly Parton and like, and I was like, I don't know, she's fun. Like, who doesn't love Jolene? Jolene comes on and you're like, let's go. Okay. But yeah, like as I got more, I guess, into music and like an actual like I want to do this as a career and need to know kind of what's going on thing and as I got older totally fair I look back and I'm like wow I missed all of this as a kid like missed everything but I don't know I feel like I try to always look at things and I'm like this was a great growing stage at like that point now I can look back and grow on it more like in this time of my life and that kind of stuff I I look at it from the standpoint where we mentioned of course about like Dolly Shania and Carrie like it's funny to me, when you have, say, the younger talent on and to listen to who they kind of looked up to, because yeah. I feel like, like I said earlier, before we started the interview, it's like, I'm in that kind of realm where it's like, <laughs> I'm not, I used to be trendy and now it's like, I'm past the trends, <laughs> but it's like, I, am, I remember growing up and like loving like Backstreet Boys and oh my God. like yes. Avril Lavigne, but like now it's like, okay, now we're in this like new wave, which I still listen to them, but it's like, mm-hmm. you have your, uh, Dua Lipa, uh, your like Halsey to an extent, Billie Eilish, BTS. And I'm like, I can listen to it, but like, you know, there's like crazy, crazy people out there that like know everything. But I love going back because when we were younger, of course, people were telling us like, how do you not know about this band? Or like, no, you're completely wrong. But like, I look at it now and I'm like, this is how you know you age because you will say to someone like uh, Beyonce and some people will be like, Oh yeah, it's like I love Beyonce. It's like name three songs. They don't, or it's like, yeah. Oh, do you know about Beyonce was in Destiny's Child? What's Destiny's Child? And I'm like walking away, like oh, we have reached, yeah, we have reached. <laughs> yeah. But we do, we do live in like a social media world right now, so totally. I, I get it. Like it's 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 kind of funny because when we grew up, it's either you knew it or you didn't. You watched it on TV. You had to record it to see it. Oh my gosh, yeah. Right? But, <laughs> Like now, like it's funny because when I go, I guess it's a positive and a negative because when I scroll on social media, that's kind of how I discovered your song, Broken Record. Um, just like, just, yeah, like just scrolling. And of course, that's good for people like yourself because that's how you get more exposure. Yeah. But I look at, the, I guess, like the negative side of social media is, yes, you have the people that love the song, but then you'll have people, and I'll put myself in this situation as well, that you'll just be like, all right, comment on this. What the hell is this shit? I think one of our acts had said it that we focus more on the negative than positive. So I would agree with that. Like, 
Yeah. I'm going through, I guess, on a daily routine now when you see stuff like you post. Mm-hmm. How does it affect you in terms of like if you get a negative post? Because just say you get a lot of positives. Like, oh, you wanna, get those negative yeah. ones. <laughs> the one yeah. that I really thought was interesting is I follow a whole bunch of Canadian country uh, music artists. Uh, you might have seen it because I think she did a story on it where she said, Love this new song by Paige. And she kind of lip synced it. I think her name is, I think it's Jess. I'm not. Oh, Jess Soul. <laughs> yeah, there you yes. go. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's interesting. We're supposed to have her on in the future. Oh, but great. You'll like, love her. Yeah. And like, she was like, and I was like, okay, so this is a very tight knit community. So that must give you like perks. Like, okay, people are it seeing is. But yeah. how do you respond to the negative? <laughs> yeah, it's tough. You're right, though. It, and that's one thing I, I want to comment on that before I talk about the negative. But sure. the Canadian country scene, I really just feel like I've kind of got my feet fully wet in like the past year and a bit. Um, so like a little bit more recently and got to meet more people, especially over the past year because of COVID. Um, but you're right. They're so tight knit and everyone really is in within like the actual musicians and everybody yeah. and all those other people who are just totally into the Canadian country scene are really supportive. So that's a nice touch. You're right. Cause it does always just kind of like lift you up a little bit when you see, you know, your fellow writers or colleagues or whatever you want to call them yeah. being so supportive of you on social media. But you're right. There are some really mean people. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny because I think people don't even realize like how much of an impact sometimes they make when you oh, say yeah. or when you comment those neat things. Like you might just be like, oh, voicing my opinion. You're right. Like, but you do. Like, and I have worked really hard on not focusing on the negative, but it took a really long time to get there. I'm pretty fortunate that I don't get a lot of mean comments, but every so often you do. And it, it throws you, it really does. Cause you read it yeah. and you're like, well, dude, I'm just trying to like live my life here. <laughs> just trying to do something. You really, it's hard and it's so much easier said than done, but you kind of just got to brush it off and just like kind of own what you're doing. And I think as soon as you figure out that you're just so confident in what you're doing and you're like, this is me. I don't care what people think. Yeah. Then you're good. But it takes a long time to get there. I thought I mastered it when I was like 18 or 19. <laughs> like dealt with bullies. And you're just like, yeah. it's like, I always love it when they, and TV shows would say, it's like, just don't engage and they'll leave you alone. I'm like, to an extent, it kind of works because you're not giving yeah. them power. But the same point, it's like, they're only going to come back the next day. And, yeah. this, and then it's going to like, eventually, it's not like you're an ordinary, it's not like you're like prone to like, yeah, man, that just brushes off me. It's like, it's like, it's like a whole bunch of attack words coming at you. You're like, oh man, I'm taking the hits, but like, how much can I take a hit without hitting back? So yeah, exactly. And what I don't love about the internet in that way is that everybody sees those comments. So it's not like it's, it's not just you reading those mean comments or sometimes like, you know, not so wonderful comments about yourself. It's everybody else who follows you is seeing that also. And then it's like, oh, that kind of just my motto in life is just be nice to people. It's not hard to be nice. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Like, <laughs> those lessons you're taught in kindergarten, use them. Yeah, They're yeah. there for a reason. But see, I feel like it's just, I think it's funny because out of all the people, the voice of reason, I think it was like Mike Tyson had tweeted out something. It's like a lot of you have gotten a lot more bolder because of social media, like something yeah. that you wouldn't say to someone's face. Oh, I'm like this coming from the guy that bit someone's ear off <laughs> is like telling me basically how to be a bit more patient or calm. And I get it because like I said, in a world before social media, if you wanted to get at somebody, it's literally like sending them an email or sending them like an actual letter. I was going to say the little bird letter. Yeah. And then that person person. like, you know, someone along the way proofs reads it beforehand. And then they're (laughs) like, 
no, I'm not giving this to her. Like, yeah, it's crazy because I know for my sense, I've seen ones like so Robin Adelini, of yes, course, you know, Robin, she's great. great, great, getting more and more popular as the yeah, days go by. Totally. Um, I remember it was just maybe a week after we interviewed her and then she had dropped, I think it was like, or not dropped, but there was more coming out about F-150. Right. And then someone I think had tweeted her or seen it on Instagram of like, oh, look at this attention seeker, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I was like, okay, so there's a part of me, I'm sure there's a part of me that uh, people who are involved with podcasting or you want to create your own image too. And they're like, let, like, let her fight her own battle. I'm like, no, I'm like, I just had her on. She was great. I'm like, I'm going to come to her defense. So I was like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, if you don't like the song, then skip it. Or like, you know, just block her. And I'm like, and I I even said to her after, I'm like, there are plenty of songs that I don't really like of Robin Adelaide, but I'm not going to her and be like, hey, you know what? Like, I don't really like this song. I'll just be like, hey, I like this one. This one's not my favorite, but other people like it. So who cares? But she was like, oh, yeah, I had to block him after. And she's like, I didn't engage with him. I'm like, she or he deleted the comments because of how many people came to her defense. Yeah. And I was like, so what was the point of it all? Like, what, why did That's you do the that? Thing. It's like, what's the point? And it's just so easy. Like when you're on social media, it, you can just keep scrolling. I don't know yeah. why. I think you're right. I think it's just people feel the need like they're not the need. That's not the right yeah. way to say it. But they feel just brave behind yeah. the screen. And like aside from social media, you hear that with like kids in school too. And, it, and it, it's sad. So like, it's just so the internet yeah. can really everyone's on the internet and on social media all the time. So like I said, everybody sees all those comments and it's like, you could have just kept scrolling. It yeah. really skip the song, keep yeah. scrolling. If it's not for you, that's cool. Not yeah. everything is for everybody, but just be kind. To get back into the, uh, the music side of things here. Yeah. Tell me like, uh, of course, as I said earlier, I've seen broken record. That's how we kind of invite you on the, on yeah. this episode. I'm so happy. And <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that it's getting a lot of attention. Like not Thank just you. from, you know, fans, but like from, like I said, Canadian country music artists as well. And then being like, Mm. love it, retweeting it, resharing it. And it's interesting because there are a lot of acts that when you do one interview, it's related to like another act would be like, Oh, I had that person. I like love them. Like that's kind of how this chain starts because then it gets more exposure. But how do you found with it out now and with the music Mm -hmm. as well? Like how has the support been? Like how, like, are you over the moon? about it or is it more or less like oh my god i can't believe this many people have yeah. to it or like have commented to me like love it this week has been really crazy for like support and everything and when broken record came out so and i don't mean this in like any bad way but i couldn't believe the support and i not yeah. that i didn't feel like i was gonna be supported but i think my phone died like three times that day because people were just texting me and i was on my phone all day long just reposting people's stories or answering messages yeah. and i was like oh my god i was like this is amazing like and it is like kind of like obviously like a little bit of an ego boost but it's also just kind of like i'm so glad that my song is yeah. reaching this many people and like people are liking it and finding ways to connect with it but this past week because the video came out on wednesday i yeah. got an email finding out that broken record has been being added into rotation at cbc country on sirius xm and i was like that's my first mm-hmm. song on the radio and I was like what is so it's just been this crazy week and it's kind of one of those things where it just keeps going and going and each day gets better and I I haven't I've been feeling really good about everything so far but it's just the nicest part about this release has been for me the amount of people reaching out just being like or the singing along on the Instagram stories and 
just like the little things like that where they're like, I love this song. Like, I get it. Like, it connects with me. And I'm like, and that's why we make music because you just want to make music that other people listen to. And they're like, yeah, like, I get this. Like, I want to put this on repeat all day long. The support has been unbelievable. I am still like riding a little high on the support because it just feels like it hasn't stopped. I think it's been, I don't even know how many weeks now. I have no concept of time yes. during this COVID. Time. Yeah. <laughs> Two or three weeks. I guess we're three weeks now. Today's Friday. Yeah, we're three weeks since the release. And it's just been, it's nice. It's a really good feeling. Yeah. Like, I like one of your answers there, of course, when you were mentioning like that's growing, you're getting more exposure with it. And mm-hmm. it's kind of tying it back a little bit to when you were, I guess, nine and then when you said you were writing like you were learning how to write songs like i think when yeah. you were doing like i i like to tell people all the time now i usually started off the hop by saying this but i think it's timely here it's like i like recalling this podcast it's like a tinder date but people show up where it's like <laughs> you know like i know a little bit about you but not enough to scare me away let's put it that right. way I, know totally. like, I don't want to be here like, i know all this stuff yeah but like when you're mentioning of course about nine getting into music and learning mm-hmm. how to sing and then you're talking about like the growth and maturity i think this was in your bio as well like you're writing songs in your 20s that yeah. like, you feel like people can relate to and that you can relate to like it's sincere yeah. it's not like some bs of like someone exactly. put this across your table and was like i think you could sing this you're like i can but i can't relate to it mm-hmm. um compare i guess broken record to say maybe like the first couple of songs that you've not maybe written or performed but like the first ones that you said like because again at 16 or 17 when you're on stage yeah singing, you think you know a lot but you don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i think a lot of it honestly is i've just become more confident as a person and i'm just not afraid kind of going back to like not so much with like those mean people online yeah but you get to a place and This past year has been really important for me in that side of it where I feel confident with what I'm doing. I feel confident in what I'm saying. I'm not scared anymore to say what I'm feeling, if that makes sense. Or I just, I don't know. I feel like I hit this point and maybe it was COVID. I don't, I don't know. It probably was, but I just hit this point where I was like, why do I care what people think? As long as I'm saying and singing what makes me happy and just staying authentic to Paige and just being Paige, then why why do i care what others think and i think that's been a really important turning point in my personal life also but career wise as well because everything i feel like i'm putting out now is just so authentic and real and i'm like if i'm going to say this in an interview i'm going to say this in an interview like yeah. you know so looking back at 16 17 when i because i released my first single at 16 yeah. i think i was just so caught up and i mean i i'm sure a lot of 16 year olds are also and i wouldn't be in this step if I wasn't going through that. But you get so caught up in what everybody else wants you to be, or, you know, you feel like you have to fit this image that society puts out there or whatever that is that we all kind of go through. And then once you're able to kind of look past that and figure out what you're like, what you're going to say or who you want to be as an artist, I feel like that's when you can start putting out the music that you're super proud of. And just like, that's the music that's actually going to connect with people because if you're being so true to yourself they're gonna feel that authenticity coming through if that makes any sense whatsoever but yeah if you're not really being true to yourself then yeah you can have like a top 20 song but it's like okay like when you perform it i guess you you won't really feel the energy off yeah i kind of look at it like if you had a watered down alas more set would you get 
Jagged Little Pill as an album or would you get something different, right? Like, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's you, true. If you had a watered-down Avril Lavigne, is she going to sing about <laughs> how things her. are complicated or Skater Boy or is she going to be like, you know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm just happy to be a punk rock singer. And they're like, okay, but like, here's the song we want you to sing. And it's like, but I'm, I don't feel that. Like, I'm not a, yeah. like, just say it when she's like 17, like people grow, but just say at this point, totally. when she was like, your skater boy, if someone said to her, we're actually got a song for you now about being a warrior. And she's like, but I'm, I'm not really a warrior right now. I'm just trying to get here. But like yeah. now when you see the evolution of an Avril Lavigne and like more poppy songs, more like meaning songs, like she did one for uh, COVID and for first line responders. And her original one was I am a warrior that was going through her disease. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. And then she reframed it to we are warriors. And I was like, all right, but listening to Avril now sing that compared to maybe the 17 year old Avril, I'll be like, what does 17 year old Avril know about yeah. <laughs> being a warrior? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And I, I think that's actually a really good point you bring up is I think as an artist or just like as a person, you should never stop growing and stop learning. about yourself and you do have to kind of look back sometimes and be like oh god why did i ever sing about that that made no sense but you have to go through those things to like understand yourself and figure out all that good stuff and then put out the songs that you're like no this is what i mean to say and that kind of all that good stuff that goes along with it it's like the evolution of like as as much as i because i seen this the other day on uh, i think it was like uh, instagram and probably on twitter where it's like and this is again coming the the age gap kind of stuff where it's like, <laughs> man, it's like I wish we had Olivia Rodrigue when we were younger. And then someone commented, "You had Taylor Swift." I saw that. Like, I saw and, that. Then, and then I was like, I can relate to that because growing <laughs> up, I I liked uh, to be honest, and I've said this on other podcasts. Taylor Swift when it came to our song, and I was probably oh, in middle I love school. Taylor. I, I was Taylor. like, I was like, she is going to be the next Faith Hill here. Like she's going to be. And then when Taylor. she went to pop, I was like, I felt like the. Like a person burning LeBron James's jersey. I'm like, you sold out on country. You had this. This was at the peak of your hand. Yeah. And then, like, people say, and, and, you know, she'll laugh in my face if we ever have her on, but it's like, dude, like, she did well in pop music. Yeah. And then, like, she went, Taylor she, she, where she was going. She came back yeah. to country. It's all fine. But yeah. the growth of that, like, from our song to, like, then there's bad blood. Then yeah, there's totally. Red. So, like, there's a whole bunch of stuff and I will be the first to say, like, I used to say like, Oh, here comes Taylor Swift with another song about a boy she dated. And then now as you get older, you're like, I feel like if I met Taylor Swift, I'd be like, Taylor, you get one kick. You kick me, <laughs> you kick me where it hurts one time. That's it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Cause like when you go back and you actually listen to these songs, it's like, all right, this one's about a breakup, but this is the one that was on charts. Now go to listen to this yeah. album. This, these are songs that she didn't, you know, release to charts, but you're like, good this one's interesting like i have some of these songs on my uh i was gonna say ipod but that's even dated now so it's like my iphone my iphone (laughs) yeah yeah. and it's like at the time you're like no i don't like taylor swift what are you talking about you're like hey see see you later everyone (laughs) listens to taylor (laughs) yeah yeah. and then when you listen to it later you're like man that's okay i like this song this is good but it it comes with a, a generational like i guess divide or gap or like yeah when people are like oh i wish we had olivia rodrigue and i'm like Oh yeah, we did. We actually had Taylor Swift, and there's, Taylor. there's yeah. It's it's fine when you see those tweets, and then there's other people like, "What are you I talking know. about? We had this." They make we had me that. laugh. Yeah. <laughs> but they are. <laughs> yeah, like I, I think that's interesting. Like the point I kind of I guess wanted to make with all that is like, of course, when you said sixteen compared to right now, re- writing or releasing broken yeah. record, like 
tell me a little bit of the, the growth side. Do you go back sometimes and listen to stuff that you put out at 16 and like, all right, like, <laughs> what, what was I doing there? Yeah, sometimes I listen back. Not so often, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Just because I'm like, that was a great... Not that, okay, so I do like the songs that I wrote when I was super young. I'm still proud of them because I'm like yeah. at 16, I was like, that is what I wanted to say. And I was like, I got it. Yeah. But going through Broken Record, even my last thing that took me back to Tiki, when I was recording them, I recorded them with my cousin, which I actually thought was interesting because he, oh, he's a phenomenal musician. His name is Alex Tomorrow. But he brought out this different side of me that I don't even think I knew was inside of me. So I think that was also a key factor for like finding this new side of page, like growing into who I want to be as an artist. I think he was a really, or not think, I know he was a really big <laughs> factor in pulling that out of me and just like telling me to just, if you want to do this, like we can do this. Where I think is before I didn't really have that experience because I wasn't sure how to voice what I wanted, if that makes sense. Because yeah. when you're young, you're like, I just want to learn. And like, you know, your parents are always like, say please and thank you, which I still believe is really true. But I also was like, I'm just going to learn. Like whatever people tell me, like I'm just going to learn. But I feel like now I, I got a grasp. Like I know what, like I said so many times tonight, I know what I want. And yeah. so recording the last two singles were so different because if I didn't like something or if I was wanted to do something different or like in a, you know, go with a different approach, I had the ability to just be like, what if we did it this way? And then him and I would work together on that. Yeah, and then we would find some, yeah. And it was just, yeah. exactly. And it was just so, so different. And it just felt more, I don't know, like I felt very involved, which I guess yeah. I was always involved, but in, I don't know. I don't really know it's, how if that guess, makes sense. Like, the, but. The, I guess like the way I'm kind of understanding it is it's more or less like you're trying, like at the beginning of it, you're trying to learn. Like you don't want to come across oh, as like, literally. I know, I know everything. I know what I'm doing yeah. here. But like as you kind of get more and more involved, then you're like, okay, I feel more confident to put my opinion here. Yeah, I feel more confident exactly. to myself up here. It's all a part of growing as a person and that's like the biggest thing that I would compare myself, like going back to our original question between 16 and 17 recording and now yeah. or just like writing anything. I just think I have this new confidence in myself and I'm like, I know what I am capable of and I'm still learning. I think you're always learning. You're never stop learning, yeah. but you also still have to be confident in yourself. And just if you're going to do this, you probably should be like, all right, here we go. Just got to dive in. You can't be like, eh. I, I kind of want to like, I guess kind of a fun aspect of this mm -hmm. is I call this, of course, kind of a pun on your name, turning the page. <laughs> I so love it. I love th this it. Is a, this is the game we're going to play. It's called turning okay. the page. I, love I wish it. I had graphics, like graphics. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't have, I don't have the budget. No. <laughs> no. It's um, okay. You came up with the title. It's good enough. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I, I, it's I mean, great. if someone ever tries to rip this off, I'll be like, okay, you, uh, did, it you did it. Yeah, you did it better than me, but still, I came up with the idea. <laughs> um, I love it. So, I want you to name an event in your life where you had to turn the page or like hit restart. Like, it can be something personally for you or like for overall for people who might be going through it. Like, someone at 18 or 20 that's probably on that cusp of like, all right, I'm I'm reaching this point in my life. Where am I turning the page? Where am I resetting? Can you think yeah. of an example for yourself? Honestly, this tough year, yeah. that's a really tough question. Like, yeah. So kind of going back and ah, I was trying to like not answer it in a musical way, but it does have to do with music yeah. because... Go for it. Yeah, this past... I guess, okay. So I was finishing up university when COVID started. Like I was in my last fourth year exams when you know 
we were going into the two week lockdown. Yeah. Oh, the two week lockdown. <laughs> the two week lockdown, right in March. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it is what it is. And then when everything got super real really quick, I had this moment where I actually had like a complete meltdown, like just to my mom and parent, like my mom and dad, I just had a meltdown. So I was like, what is going on? I was like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I was like, I don't even know like what I want to sing about, like kind of going back to what we talked about. You just figure that out. But I was finishing school, um, just wanted to sing. And I was like, there's nothing happening with singing right now. Like I can't even leave my house. And so that in that moment, I felt like I turned after I had my meltdown, because, you know, we yeah. all have our good little meltdowns. It's <laughs> part of being human. After that, I, like, reworked my... Not reworked my life. That sounds so dramatic. But you know what I mean? Sat down. <laughs> I analyzed you everything. I'm like, do I, do, I do, <laughs> am I dry my hair? Do I change my name? <laughs> do I... What do I do? Yeah. I put that in a song lyric the other day. I'm like, going through a breakup, you dye your hair. And I was like, that's funny. But anyways, that's where I felt like I had my, like, page-turning moment. Where I was like, you have to get a little creative to your page and don't be so hard on yourself. First of all, you're fine. You're going to be just fine. Something's going to work out. And I felt like I was at a kind of a low place just because I felt so lost. Yeah. And then kind of did that whole revamp the life. You know what you want. Turn the page. Yeah. There you go. Nice pun. I was thinking in my head, I'm like, how am I getting this here? <laughs> yeah. Like I look back now and like two years down the road, if we go back and look at COVID and then you come across this crossroads of like, imagine if you decided not to do your podcast, imagine the interviews you didn't get. Like, it's very funny to kind of name drop it is we had Bob Saget on, which was a, I one of my, saw that yeah, on like, your website. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, so imagine if you dropped your podcast when COVID hit, that's not happening because yeah. He's probably busy doing other projects. And he's still busy doing projects, but he I think he came on because he was like, Man, I'm not doing any like shows. So why the F not will I come on this guy's podcast and like, you know, have the time to chat with somebody? So yeah. I thought that was really cool. But like you said, it's all about, you know, revamping it, like figuring out, okay, where do we go from here? Yes, so, exactly. Yeah, I, I like that. It's a long way to Finding the positive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, yeah. totally. Yeah, we went from turning a page in a book from like, instead of going to like one to two, we were like, yeah, let's just do spark notes <laughs> of one to a hundred. That's <laughs> what I'm yeah. here for. <laughs> yeah. Well, it ties into my next one. See how well I time this stuff? I love um, it. I love it. Uh, what is a book or a novel that you got hooked on that you basically couldn't put down or couldn't finish turning the page? Oh, so good. <laughs> I'm a terrible human. I'm not, I don't read a lot. <laughs> Fair. I don't read a lot either. I okay. have like, so like in this side, I know there's like a towel there, but there are a few books <laughs> there as well. But like I get through half a book and they're not, they're interesting people, Yeah. Like, but it's just like, I'm not a reader. If you can put this in a movie for me or like a documentary, I, I will, I will watch them. Like, yeah. But even though <laughs> I can probably follow like halfway through, I'd be like, okay, pick this up later. Yeah. It is now later. And I still haven't picked it up. <laughs> My problem is I do, I want to read books, but then I start reading it and I get an idea and then I put the book down and I'm like, ah, time to write a song instead. Yeah. And then because I just get so inspired by yeah. so many things. But I did read Marley and Me, not when I was a kid. Oh. And I cried a lot, but I read it like three times. I don't know why I kept doing that to myself. It was like torture or something. Yeah. But I was like, I just need to read Marley and Me today because yeah. I was having a bad day. So yeah. I guess that's like the book that I've read a couple times. Not a yeah. good book choice. I mean, the great book. Yeah. But really sad. It, it's really it's, kind of, it's yeah. interesting like when you say that because like, again, I'm not a big reader, but like in high school, of course, when they make you read books and like oh, there's yeah. still a parent of you that's like, man, I want to do well. 
But like, I don't want to look back and be like, so you basically didn't do well because you couldn't read or you didn't <laughs> want to read. So, but like, I get it. Like, so my one that I always come to is like Catcher in the Rye that we read in uh, high school. Yes, like, I read that in grade nine. Yeah. yeah and like, yeah. Th- like, there's a part of me that's like, it's kind of weird because there's a part of me that really likes it from the dynamic of you don't want to kind of grow old. You want to protect everybody, protect right. everything. But like, then you see the trauma side of it where it's like, Hey, did you know that that was the book that the guy was reading that shot John Lennon? I'm like, okay, don't look cute. Don't put me in that same sentence. (laughs) But I get what you're trying to get at, where it's like, you know, the people that read Catcher in the Rye are like, and it's like, oh, one example. Way to go, Jeff. You gave me the one example of the guy that read it and like, whatever. But it's interesting to me because that's the one I'll always come back to. But now I've read a few sports books from watching like the guys on, say, TSN, like James Duffy, and like reading this because. I was interested in sports broadcasting at one point. So I like getting not like some books are about their career. Great. Mm -hmm. Like same with Rick Mercer talking about his career. Great. But like, I like the ones where they're talking about like Rick's rants of like how they came to be or in a James Duffy case of like, here's the stories that actually happened behind the scenes. I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. So like, yeah, you look so calm and professional on air, but two seconds before this, you literally could have got ran over or blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, cool story. And I, I should probably just read more. I'm going to make that my goal for 2022. Is that, that's next year's goal. But I do like kind of in a sense, I love watching documentaries on like kind of that idea because you do get to see the whole behind the actual face that we see on TV. And you're right. There's so much more. And it is so interesting to learn about kind of what other people go through. And it kind of puts like life a little bit in perspective for you. And you're like, okay. Yeah. It can suck for everybody sometimes. It makes it it relatable in a way too, right? Like I I looked at one as kind of interesting to watch because I grew up a big Oasis fan. And I knew as you got older, like these two don't get along. They're brothers. I'm like, whatever. Like, how do you not get along? But like having two brothers that I don't really always get along with, I get it. But like, it's funny to look at the whole documentary and just seeing how they're so kind. It's like water and I guess it's water and oil is the, yeah it's like you know yeah. liam's like i knew this band was going to be successful i was going to be that and then like noel's kind of like i just wanted to write music and hope yeah. we did okay why couldn't you do both and it's like because yeah. i hate liam because he thinks he started the band it's like well i hate noel because he doesn't understand me i'm like oh man let's, let's just figure it out <laughs> figure it out boys figure yeah. it out <laughs> but when you're talking about this stuff like i i, I want to ask this kind of getting Still into, I guess, the pop culture side of things, but like yeah. the Friends reunion. Have you seen that? I have. Yes. Yeah. I cried. <laughs> a lot of people say they cry. Oh I felt God. like when we were talking earlier about how you have that out of body kind of experience where you're like, oh my God, I'm getting old. Like, yeah. I feel like when people looked at Cheers or say like if the Golden Girls did a reunion or like shows from the 80s and you yeah. see them do a reunion in the early 2000s or 90s and you see like your parents or brother like getting teary eyed, you're like, What's wrong with you? Why are you such a baby? These people are getting older or whatever. But like looking back at that and seeing like, I don't want to say they've, they've aged badly because they haven't, but like you see like, okay, clearly when you, when you see images online of them with like Matt LeBlanc with, uh, or LeBlanc with black hair, that's what stays in your image. And when you see him with white, like, yes, he's been on other TV shows, man with a plan, I think. And like you see the white hair, but like it's still like, how, how is this? Like what's going on? Yeah, I'm just an emotional human sometimes. So I was like watching it. And I just love when things come together so beautifully. And 
I said, I'm incredibly like, you know what? My excuse for it. I don't even think it's an excuse. If you're going to be an artist, if you're going to write about your feelings, you're probably emotional because if you're this open to talking about them, you just let them all fly out there. So I think the moment for me and friends was when they're like, we're not going to do anything else because we ended it perfectly. And why would we unravel it? Spoiler alert, I guess for anybody who hasn't seen it yet. Hopefully you have by this point. (laughs) But like, that was it for me. And I was like, that is so beautiful seeing the cast seeing how they've kind of aged and like just listening to them talk about it i was like okay like gee it's like this has been that long but the yeah. line that everyone kind of stuck with was i think it was like when courtney says like it, what makes her sad is like after this no one's going to ask about friends i'm like no trust me people uh, ask their friends but like yeah. they're not going to have this moment where they're all in this room together but i do like how the producers kind of like it's, it was worked perfectly because it was, if yeah, I from a marketing pan point, like Crave had the Fresh Prince reunion, they do Friends reunion. Right. Like, I like those. Like, if you want to do those, awesome. Because I feel like if we did a Friends season 11, it's not going to be yeah. the same, it's going to kind of oh. ruin it. Yeah, and yeah, and that was their, on, yeah, exactly. like even if you focused it on their kids or like their children, it's it's not going to be the same. I grew up with Boy yep. Meets World. I loved Girl Meets World, but like there's I a lot of it that, that was like, right. yeah, like there's a lot of it that's geared towards the younger crowd, but you can totally. still see them try to implement like, hey, your parents might watch this and they might relate to Corey and Topanga. And I think they, if they had more time to develop that, it would have worked. But there were moments when I watched like Girl Meets World where they have Eric talking to, I think it was like the son that he didn't really want to be. Yeah. Of, and then like he's in it being a politician. And like people were like, oh man, can you believe this? Like he's on the show and that's the same guy, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know if it's the same actor, but like I get what you're going for. But like right. the younger kids that are watching it is like, okay, I'm tuned out at this point because this has nothing to do with Riley yeah. or and I'm like, fair yes, enough. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I mean <laughs> it's a long funny. tangent, but that's what I was saying. Like if they did a French totally. reunion, like it's like, all right, I like how you did that. If they do yeah. like a if they do a Reba reunion where Reba and her cast are on, I'd be like, good. Let's do yes, that. I don't want to see in like seven or whatever of Reba where it's almost like you're trying to relive oh, the whole same jokes. Exactly. It's not working. I now know Steve Howie as Van and as this guy on Shameless. It's not going to work anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just thought I was like, it was so beautifully wrapped up. Like I felt very at peace with it after. I was like, okay, we're yeah. good. Yeah. We can leave it here. Yeah. Um, I guess to, to close it out, I've got one more turning okay. the page. Question. I've got one more turning the page question, and then we'll okay. do a little bit of fun at the end here. But okay. not, like, not like this interview wasn't fun at all. Yeah, I know. I had a great time. I don't think I stopped smiling the whole time. Um, if you had, like, of course, you said you're not like a big per- a book person, so you can no. rephrase this to movies okay. or whatever. But the question was, if you're in your own book of life or in a movie, okay. uh, what's the next chapter or the page? Like, if someone was like, okay, page. We're writing a movie about your life or book. What's like, what's coming up in 2022? What's coming up in 2021? I feel like I was just about to be like, 2021's over. (laughs) I I mean, like, it's so weird because it kind of feels, I mean, it's June, but I'm like, ah, 2022. But no, there's, there's enough 2021 left. I'm looking forward to Christmas 2021 where I feel like a little bit more relaxed, where there's going to be a little bit more, less restrictions. You won't like, you'll actually see good. Christmas commercials. I felt this year I missed the Canadian Tire guy telling me what to buy a Canadian Tire. <laughs> yeah, I'm optimistic for the rest of 2021. I will say that. I'm like, things are getting better. It's going to be a fantastic rest of the year. And yeah, I'm with you. I'm looking forward yeah. to Christmas too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so like, if you were writing like the next chapter, what would like, yeah. what kind of things would be in, I guess, 2021? Wow. Like, That's a great question. 
That's, that's really the only cool. questions we ask around here. Don't wow. Me. You know, I hope, well, there will be a lot more music. So a lot of yeah. new music. And I would love this next chapter to be filled with just more experiences. And live music would be fantastic to add back to that <laughs> chapter. That's going to be written there. And hopefully there's some sort of, no, we're not going to say hopefully. There will be some sort of like traveling and just playing music yeah. all over the place in the next chapter and just kind of seeing where life goes and still being happy. I think that's the most important thing that's going to be in the yeah. next chapter is staying true to me, not to get all like, oh, yeah, but yeah. staying true to Paige and just staying happy and making lots more music. We were talking a, a lot about, of course, you know, uh, the music side, the pop culture yeah, side. Totally. With Broken Record, give, give me a little bit of, I guess, where you want this song to go. Like, yes. that's really my last question. As a Broken okay. Record, because I'm sure you get this question a, a lot, but yeah. where do you want this song to go? <laughs> you know, Oh my gosh. Now that, like I said earlier, this is my first song being added into rotation at um, Sirius XM. So that's really, I feel like, you know, that was a really big step for me. And I was like, when I got the email, I, I got it like the weirdest time too. And I was doing something else. So I was like trying to like keep my cool and like actually focus on what I was doing. But on the other side, I was like kind of tearing up a little bit because I was like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah. Is this real? So, you know what? I would love for radio. I would love for something to happen with radio. Like, you know, obviously get more attention yeah. radio, but I would love, I don't, I don't understand exactly just yet. I haven't had a chance to like fully, I'm still like, my head's just like, I have to like focus and get into back into the business side of it for a sec when I get there. But I've just been so excited to be like, to see that email and be like, you're in rotation. And I've been listening to the radio station nonstop. To see yeah. if I heard it. I haven't heard it yet. I haven't heard it yet. It's like been 24 hours. You know, yeah. it's fine. But I would love for I would love for it to do something at radio. I don't know what. Just yet, I'm pretty open minded. I feel like I need to go into this open minded because this is like the first step was just even getting it to radio. So yeah. I was like, I'll take that as a check mark. But I would love for it to do just something. You know, like catch some sort of attention there. And I don't know. Who knows what can happen? That's what's just like the most exciting I mean, part about it. To, to kind of give you a little bit of perspective here, or a little bit of like, uh, I guess, like kind of like, I'm not going to say feedback as much as it's more like, like uh, trying to get a ex more exposure, but like yeah. TikTok's a big thing, man. Like, yes. like you, need, yeah. you, need to, you need to come out with like something with a broken record of something like in a, in a kind of funny way. And then people will chime yeah. in that way. Like, you know, I think with, Adel with Adelini's F-150, I think that was like, big on TikTok because people like remixing it or like yep. putting it in. You need to come up with like totally. something like a, of a broken record, like where it's like making a little bit of a sketch and then like halfway through, just have the person be like, does this sound like a broken record? And just like smash a record on the floor and then that song comes totally. out. Or, or actually when you're thinking of it on the fly, do one where it's like when a male and a female argue and then like halfway through it where it sounds like it's the same argument over again, where it's, it's like, and then that's relatable record. to people. <laughs> Totally. I used, I, I, I rhinestoned a guitar. That was yeah. my latest adventure. Oh, I have the guitar. It's in the other room though. Yeah. Um, and it was like, I, it did actually like, it got a couple thousand views on TikTok. So okay. I was like, mm, okay. And I used yeah. broken record as the song in the background. So I was like, we're going to be strategic about yeah. oh, this. Yeah. I, have to, I have to post my part two. I just realized that I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> it's the part two, but you're yeah. right. TikTok's massive. And that's, that is on the I, like, I have like a yeah. love hate relationship with TikTok. It's like I, I like some of stuff, but it's like there's a part of it where I'm like, how did I end up here? How did, why, right? is this, why is this for me? Like, how did I there get are here? Great things about TikTok, but this necessarily here, where it's like the robotic voice is like, uh, it's like I told my boyfriend I was leaving, and this yeah. is what happens. I'm like, why would you do that? Like, who wants yeah. that? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, TikTok's an interesting one. I, I feel that. Sometimes you end up like you're on your For You page scrolling through and you're like, what am I watching? You're like, how yeah. did I get here? I would like to go back to the TikTok I was on before. Please, him. Thank you. Yeah. I want my, yeah. my dog TikTok back. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Paige for coming on to the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying, thank you for listening, and good night. Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer. Such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster. And not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100%. Because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.